Welcome to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. Tonight, we got a really special couple guest right here. But uh, first, I want to introduce you to John, my co-host. John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks, man. Good. Tonight, we have Ron and Diana Whitaker on. Ron has a pretty unique story about uh, him being in the military because he actually went in when it was in the the older Air Force, I guess, older military, where you actually got your ass whooped in boot camp probably worse than what you did <laughs> back in the 80s and 90s, right? Okay. And everything. Oh, yeah. And so, Ron, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your time in the Air Force and stuff. And at one point, everybody, I am going to stop the program because I want Ron to also talk about his dad, who was also in the military back in the Korean War and Vietnam. And it's a really interesting story. But we're going to cover a lot of things within about 35 to 45 minutes. So, Ron, it's your floor. Thank you, my brother. It's an it's a honor and a pleasure to be here with you guys. Uh, I joined the Air Force in 1976. My dad said, join anything but the Army, son. So I did. <laughs> Smart so I man. got the smarter service, you know, ah, joke, joke. <laughs> ar, ar. Anyway, I went to Lackland Air Force Base for basic training. Then I went to tech school at Camp Bullis because I was security police. And anyway, so we learned how to build foxholes and guard planes and put up barbed wire and all that stuff. Anyway, uh, so I went to Shemia, Alaska, my first base. <laughs> a two and a half mile by four and a half mile island. The second to the last island on the Aleutian chain. We were closer to Russia than we were to Anchorage. I uh, spent mm -hmm. a year there in torture. <laughs> in torture. <laughs> Our, yeah, cold. women behind every tree. There was no trees. That's torture, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you told the joke earlier. <laughs> All right, I know. I'm just, you know. Uh, anyway, and then from there, they sent me to Hill Air Force Base, Utah. Um. Of course, then I was married, had a kid, young. Anyway, so did a little bit of time in Utah. Then they sent me to uh, cross train to law enforcement because back then they had SS or SB and LE. So they, I cross trained to law enforcement. So when I went back to tech school at Lackland, uh, man, I had it made because I already went through all the other training at Camp Bullis, so they give me extra time off and stuff. And plus, I had rank. Anyway, so went through that. Went to um, Randolph Air Force Base. Been to Brooks Air Force Base twice. I went to Turkey, Anzalek, Turkey. Went to uh, Gwangju, Korea, went to Honduras, United Arab Emirates uh, during Desert Storm. Uh, I got some pictures of that when I put a flag up in our camp. Anyway, so 
Yeah, then I retired in '94, and I'm I'm at the most beautiful thing that ever happened. Even that's my wife. She gets me to it. <laughs> and she's not covering her face with the paper. <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> you already showed it. You can't put the paper yeah. up. Now I have a question for you. While you're out in Desert Storm, what did you do out? What what was your main job? Where did you go? And what all, you know, kind of stuff did y'all okay. do? Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I was uh, 65, 70 this. Um, hold on. I, I want to show you this, okay? I brought this back from the desert. Oh, that's cool. So we had this guy that could draw. So he did that. And we put on our tent because we're the only 13-man from Texas. Huh. Um, so we stayed in tents and uh, anyway I had someone scrounge up from the local nationals dump of flagpole I had any service member send me American flag I put the flagpole out in my tent in front of our, our tent and put the lights from the tent to shine on the flag so when anyone went to tent city they knew where their tent was by counting rows. I'm third row over, second tent down from the flag. Well, hold on. Anyway, wait, 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 wait. The Air Force stayed in tents? <laughs> uh, wait, uh, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I thought that was just for like the army guys, you know, who stayed uh, in the We didn't tents. have bears. <laughs> sorry, John. I'm sorry. I, I had to say it. I mean, that's all good. We had bunks and I had bed wedding problem. Oh, we're live, right? Oh, <laughs> anyway, the guy, the guy behind the bunk below me didn't like it. <laughs> so when, when you were over there, uh, and everything was going on, and then you started coming back. When did you start having health conditions? When did I realize it, or when did I start? When when you realized, really realized it. Okay, someone gave me a TB time test before I went over there at Bruce Air Force Base. They stuck the TB time test in a mole. It triggered malignant melanoma skin cancer. I didn't know till I got back and I retired. So I showed my dad. I got divorced and all this stuff. Anyway, he said, okay, when you go to the VA, get him to check your mole. So I did. And they sent me right up to the surgeon. So they took the mole off that night under my arm swelled up. My dad said, your next appointment, go tell him. When I did, they took my lymph nodes out from under my arm and told, told me I had a 15% chance I'd live from the skin cancer. Jeez. That, but look at me oh. now. Hey, <laughs> that was, hey, yo. Glad you're still around, brother. Yeah. Glad you're still around. I love you all, man, and I appreciate you all. And, you know, we all go through different things in life, man. And as long as we love and respect each other and encourage each other, we can't lose. Anyway, I, I, we've all been through different things, man. But I love you all, and I, I really, I really do respect you and, and, and appreciate you for letting me do this with my wife. So she's a beautiful lady. Look at her. <laughs> she looks young. I robbed the cradle. 
You look, you look good. I'm, I'm glad she's smiling. Yeah, you, have, you haven't done like I do occasionally and pissed her off like my wife. I, I imagine not to piss her off today. So she got steel toes. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's funny because I managed to make my wife mad easily because I do crazy yeah. things like that too. Yeah. So don't feel bad, Diana. Well, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a service thing. It really is. Yeah, it's guys when it came back. It's it's the goal for illness. That's what so, we we'll yeah. blame it on. Well, you know when when I was there, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, my brother. When I was there, and they blew up Saddam's uh, nerve agents, you know, blew it all up. There's a map that my wife researched where after they blew it up, where the air went, you know, where the the cloud went. Right. So it went all on us, man. And nerve agent is not something to play with. So I think that all of us that were there when they blew that shit up, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that's um, okay. You're, don't worry about saying shit. We do it all the time. We yeah. say a lot worse than that. <laughs> Especially but, if yeah, I get it, mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it did things, different things to different people because everybody got a certain dose or yeah. it, it affected us differently, you know, because all our chemical is different all our body is different and, and that's true christ, except for christ christ is with all of us but yeah you know that and, so okay but this is for diana all right what issues have you noticed neurological all that stuff and when you go to the va because i know you go with them and yes. you got to be the mama bear for them so yes, I do. when you go into the VA, let's talk about that. And, and, and the stuff that he's being diagnosed with, like neuropathy, IBS, all that stuff. Um, PTSD. PTSD is, is the main thing for him. He can't even go into Walmart. He just goes into a straight panic attack. So I have to do all the grocery shopping. Um, he gets angry and he holds on to it. Um, his memory is not good at all anymore. I can tell him something, and two days later, he said, you didn't tell me. I, yeah, I did. Um, he, he just, after being with him for so long, we've been together 19 years now, and I knew he had PTSD when I married him. But that's what you do. You, you just support him and be with him. I know when he starts having a panic attack, I need to pay the bill and let's go. We got to get out of here. Yeah. And it's just something that I do to help him. Well, I noticed that a lot with, a, <laughs> with veterans, especially like a lot with the Army veterans that actually been in the combat. If they go anywhere, they got to know where the exit is. They got to be able to see who's coming in. They sit across from the table and yeah, to he, where they can see the door. He never has his back to the door. Exactly. And yep. I don't know too many Army guys or any guys that have been on the combat. To me, I, I don't I don't care who walks behind me. If I got a steak dinner in front of me, I'm going to finish that damn thing no matter what's going on. That's, that's, that's my first priority. But, it, but no... I, <laughs> But I, I do know, I, I know that with veterans that have seen stuff, that have been through it, that have PTSD, 
the memory loss. That's something we're about to get into right now. The memory loss is with most go for vets, along with headaches. The persistent headaches that they get. Yeah, and cramps. And the cramps. A lot of it over there was also caused by the dehydration. Because all of us were dehydrated. When you're in 118 degree weather, you cannot drink enough water. And you're on the flight line, you, and you're in the, in the foxhole. Yeah, you, yeah. Right. right. And so mixed in there, and you're, you're doing all this stuff, you're dehydrated, chemical warfare put on you, the anthrax shot, everything you're going through, your, body's, your body changes. And, right. and it adapts to what is in that nature. Well, when you right. come home, that's exactly what, what we dealt with. And when we're home, our body hasn't adapted. It stayed that way. It's aging faster. Uh, uh, you know, Parkinson's is a big deal with all of us, along with, oh. you know, tremors, along with, you know, neuro, all neurological problems, digestive right. system problems, uh, sir, uh, most cancers now, the, uh, from what I've seen. Well, I think I think uh, I think Ron, you hit the nail on the head when you made when you mentioned the fact that uh, the sarin gas and the number of alarms are. We had you know M eight alarms going off numerous times, and yeah. I I think you I think you put it well in that our exposures uh, varied as in the amount um, because right. none of us can say for certain. Well, this did this or this did that because there's too much shit in our bodies we can never. I mean, our providers sure as hell aren't going to be able to break it down. They, as Kevin and I often mention, all they can do is treat the symptoms and 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 deal with it. And that, like Diana, you mentioned, when Ron's having a bad time, I got to get him the hell out of wherever he's at, you know. And I appreciate yeah. you, you know, uh, you for what it is you do, because I know being a spouse, my wife would agree, it definitely has its challenging when you're dealing with us. <laughs> I know it does. Hey, 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 my brother. And we had an alarm go off at my base in Desert Storm. Uh, How many times? United every Emirates one time, and they told us a false false alarm. Yeah, yeah, that right. right. After they blew up, yeah, false alarm. My yeah. ass. Yeah, ours yeah. went off. Uh, ours went off three times uh, on our ship. Oh, but okay. it was in the. It, it was funny, but it was in the like around the same location. It would go off. Oh. We go some back when we we're heading back. We'd be in that general area, it'd go off again. Well, how in the hell does the alarm go off? False alarm. <laughs> well, they, see, so in, when I was when I was in, they would tell us, well, anything can set them alarms off. Somebody, if they're out on the perimeter, happen to be smoking a cigarette, yeah, that could potentially, you know, that, that oh, can set it off. But the bottom line is, we would hear the alarm, and they'd clear it, and we're just, we're just, we don't know anybody. We're just all oh, good. It's all clear. Hell yeah, get yeah. out of the mask yeah. and all, you know, get out of the monkey yeah. suit. Um, we don't care, but you're right. It, it's, it varies in each one of us. Our where sufferings are different of course. because our bodies are different, you know, but of course. and where you're at too is different. Right. So yeah. I had to sit I, when I first went over there, it pissed me off so bad. I had to go on this foxhole with one of them local nationals. Oh. And he, first thing I did in a foxhole with them, he put his radio up in the firing position with his Ahmed music. Really? He said that. Yeah, I'm serious. That's a true story. I'm sitting there going, what the hell am I here for? You know? Yeah. So, anyway, he threw his sleeping bag out. 
Next thing I knew, oh, he got stung by one of the little scorpions. Oh, yeah, oh. they had to come and get him taken back. <laughs> well, you, I, I'll funny. tell you what, what, what was crazy though. When we were sitting there, and they had a the first time I've ever heard them play the music over the loudspeakers. That's all oh, over yeah. the cities. It's oh, really yeah. loud. I want a hamburger. The first thing that I thought of, I was like, well, what the hell? Is that an alarm for like kill every American? Because you really don't know. And then it, I didn't know it was for the prayer and stuff. I mean, for prayer. The, over I mean, there, at, at least oh. I will say over there. They pray more than what all of us do. <laughs> oh, not me. I no, pray no, every day, I'm, I'm talking about yeah. every time I see yeah. them, uh, they were praying. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it was crazy, but they, yeah. over there, it, it's a different atmosphere. It's a different culture. A different culture, of course. And and they wear all the, like when I was in Turkey, they all wore their garb to cover their head, the women cover their bodies and their heads and couldn't show their ankles and <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was crazy i mean it's stuff of that you you would see in tv shows and then now you're over there going no no it's really like that over there or it's real <laughs> yeah a, a, unless you go to dubai dubai wasn't like that i don't know why dubai was so different than than the other place so and see we never we never we had no idea what the culture was like we didn't understand that's because you, you were know. in the sand he was the army yeah, yeah. You're I mean, in the sand digging <laughs> holes for everybody else to sleep in. Hey, when I was when I was in Tur- when I was in Turkey, I made a good a uh, brother. I call him Arkadash. It's like brother means in Turkish. And when I left, before I left, I made him mad at me because I, I can't remember what I did. But anyway, um, I made some Korean friends too. You know, when I was in Korea, but. You know, I can't remember any of them. I wish I could. Right. I wish I could press faces with them again. Because that's, that's that wouldn't a, mean all. Yeah, a that's lot. a well what's weird is is we got Facebook. We got all this stuff and it's like people you can't reach out to that right. that, that that you want you want to, but you can't find them. And that's where right. there's some people that don't want to be found. I mean well, okay. yeah. That's well, what I'm, I went to prison. You know, my brother probably guarded them. Yeah. <laughs> what, what part the of prison the prison guard? <laughs> what, what what state are you guys in, Diane Ron? Texas. You're oh, oh you guys are in Texas. Fort okay. Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Oh. I got people watching that love us, and uh, <laughs> I love you guys too. Hey, uh, thank you for this. I really do. Oh yeah. Well, really you, right, but now. As far as you go in there, and Diana, you're going to be the one that answers all the, these questions I got to ask about the VA because I'm going to jump back right. to that. The the medications part. So I started taking them and I stopped. Hey, it's her time. It's her time. The medications part, when you go in there, they never talk about, look, this is what we're going to treat the problem. We're only here to really treat the symptom. 
Right. Right. Because every everything every time he goes in to have something diagnosed, it's well, it's this or it's that or it's whatever. And it's like, well, what about Gulf War syndrome? Well, no, because that's too vague. You've got this, you've got that. It's, that's crap. It, it it is. But there there is alternative stuff that needs to come out. And stuff needs to get out there and start treating the veterans. Because if I went to a regular neurologist, my neurologist would sit there and say, why in the hell are you on all this medication? If it ain't working, why are you on this medication? What would I be like without it? What, you know, I wonder that. I wonder if I didn't take it, would I be in the same position I am now or worse? Well, a lot... <laughs> Ron, stop it. <laughs> I'm on medication right there. <laughs> um, oh, that's a I, lie. I, he was uh, diagnosed with depression and anxiety. So they put him on a whole bunch of these antidepressants, anti-anxiety stuff. Well, it's got sexual side effects. Or he would get diarrhea or he couldn't eat because it upset his stomach. So he stopped taking it. I didn't do that, though. Why? Yes, you did. Uh <laughs> so, so, you know, the, you, the medicine <laughs> like i said the the medicine because you're trying to treat a symptom instead of the whole disease right right and and that's the problem nobody knows what the disease is yet right and and that's where a lot of us are falling in line with any doctor we go to. If you tell them go for illness, there's several things. Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. We're in the middle of trying to talk about something. And then, uh, so when he, the, the longer it goes, the more progressive it gets. That's just the, the truth. It, it progresses worse, and all they do is just up the medicine and up the medicine. That That's really what they're doing. But they've done that to yeah. Vietnam vets. They've done it to every veteran sit, sitting out there. And so, but as a spouse, when you go in there, it's Fort Worth, because I live in Houston, and I go okay. to Houston VA. I don't, like, I went, last time I went, I went with my wife. My wife and me, are we're not really argumentative. And so when you go in there and you see and there's something that needs to be done and you say if you have to get argumentative, I don't know if you ever have, what is the response? That's what I would like to know. What is the response is if you get upset? And Ron's response? No, or the no, the VAs. Um, they're usually fairly good at listening to the wife, especially when we talk to a psychiatrist, because I'm going to tell the truth because I want to help him. Where Ron will not always tell the whole truth. No guy will. And uh, well, how, how much things bother him, you won't you won't talk about. Right. So they're, they're, they're pretty good at listening to me. But then Ron gets upset with me because you shouldn't have said that. 
Well, it's this whole thing of this modesty, and and it's hard to come out of that modesty shell. It depends if you're talking to a fellow vet, it's a little different. Whereas if you're talking to you know a medical person, even though they're at the VA, like if you, they're a vet, it's a little different. But you know, like you guys talking to you guys makes a big difference. I love you guys, man. I swear to God. Yeah, man. it does. It does help talking to vets. Vets talking to vets really do help. Well, they they had him talk to a much younger Marine one time. And he just had, came across, even to me, as this macho, I know what I'm talking about. You're not, you don't know what the heck you're, you're saying. It's like just shut the hell up and wait until that son of a bitch is over uh, over fifty years old and he's going. God, what kind <laughs> yeah. of chemical did yeah. they put inside yeah. my body? Yeah. Yeah, and what yeah. was I exposed to? He's gonna wish he listened to him. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the one thing about it. That's where we're trying to connect with all veterans, no matter what their ages are, to help them understand. Look, it doesn't matter. We're all in the same boat. We all yeah, go we to have- the exact same VA. We all are exposed to some type of chemical while you're in in the military. Well, and, and, and the thing of it is, as we're, you know, and we've had this conversation on several different episodes, but one of the things is that when you go and you're talking to this provider, whoever he or she is, I don't necessarily expect them to try and understand what's going on in my body. They're not yeah. trained to know that what they're trained to do is through a book and that book more likely it has the Gulf War stuff in it, some of the information, but the bottom line is they can't dissect what's going on in our bodies. They're going to treat the worst symptom or they, at least that's what we're going to ask them to do. And then go down from there. And, you know? and it was, and, and hey, bro, it was the shortest war in American history. Desert Storm. Yeah. But most heavily chemically, you know, you know. But it was really short, but, you know. But it was the most chemically fought war in in America. Besides Vietnam. uh, Nope. Actually, we outbeat them. Believe it or not, I I saw statistics on it, and that shocked the hell out of me. It didn't really, because of we had so many chemicals all at once. What did you do? I was in the Navy. I was a bosun's mate. And so when we pulled in Persian Gulf, there were oil rig fires. But we pulled in the ports. We pulled in Bahrain, Fadar, all them places out there, Jamal. I mean, everywhere. And we okay. we brought cargo to everybody. I was the guy that brought you all the way from your bullets, all the way from your fuel, all the way to lettuce, all the way to water. Yeah, I, I was a guy that you did not want to piss off or you would not get your <laughs> I don't want to piss off. <laughs> and I love the Marines that come in. Yeah, I love the Marines that come in going. When I have the older Marines come in, they're like, you were in the Navy, huh, Simon? Boy, they start making fun of me. I'm like, yeah. Until I tell them what I did. And as soon as I said, oh, I was on a supply ship, they're like, hell no. We'd love you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're getting closer towards the end. Ron, this is your time. I want everybody to listen to the story about your dad. I think this is important. And and one of the reasons is, is because we don't get to talk about this part of our family. And I want people to hear it. 
I want to thank you, my brother. Yeah, my dad was a POW, POW, captured by the Chinese for two years from 1951 to 1953 when the war got over. They released him in Korean War. Um, <sighs> um, he was stationed with Elvis Presley, believe it or not. Huh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, did Elvis sing to him? I'm re I'm re I'm related to uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Loretta Lynn. My mom played on the porch with Loretta Lynn in Kentucky. Um. Anyway, my dad did that. He uh, we went to Germany uh, a couple times. My brother was born in Austria uh, before me, two years before me. Uh, he was at Fort Hood a bunch of times. Uh, Kansas, Fort Raleigh. Uh, anyway, I remember he went to Vietnam in 1970. And he got on the plane. And we were little kids, you know, like 14, 15. I remember him getting on that plane. And I remember that song, Silver Wings. And he went on the plane and he did a, a, a magazine on the the window of the aircraft and when he went there he got he sent me a letter i'll never forget it and it was, had red bars on the side of the envelope and it had orange dirt from vietnam it said son i hope you saw me waving that magazine in the window oh, oh my god you know Yeah, and they died of Agent Orange, and 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 anyway, my but, dad was a badass. But he volunteered for Vietnam. After yes, sir. All after that. being a POW, yes, sir. After now, being a POW, you know what he told me? I said, "Dad, why'd you volunteer?" He said, "I figured I already had something, uh, 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 a knowledge or a vengeance." Well, them slant-eyed mm -hmm. <laughs> B-word. And so he went over there with a vengeance. And he was 11th Armored Cav when he went over there. And I'll tell you what, when he got back, he said to my mom and my brother and me, I'm probably still killing some of some bitches over there because he wanted some clothespins to set booby traps because he, he was a demolition expert. I mean, that my dad was my dad was awesome. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> anyway, you, you you know what I I think that is important for everybody to know about that because, like my grandfather fought, you know he was in the greatest generation, as they say, in the World War Two, and my uncles were in Vietnam. I was in Desert Storm. I don't know if there was anybody behind us, and everything, but you 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 know what though. One thing about it, it just tells each and every person out there that we all know somebody who has served and fought. And uh, Diane, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for sticking with him and keeping him honest. And I'm sure he keeps you laughing a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He's my soulmate. You know, you do what you have to. And I'm sure he's over there all the time, but always doing something to make you smile. That's awesome. And either that or roll my eyes. You yeah, just make me do that a lot. That that part I think I could probably see because I think my wife does the same thing. She rolls her eyes a lot. According to how many Captain and Coke she has. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's my medicine to deal with him. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but Ron, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. And Diana, thank you for letting him come on to share a story. Yeah, thank you for Not allowing us to, and it's an honor. I promise you. And I hope to see you sometime because I know you're in Texas too. Come to Fort Worth. We, I mean, we hang out all the time. Uh, it, you want it, my number? I'll give it to you. It, I, I got number. your number. And it, it, you know I what? <laughs> I hate to say this, but it might cross my mind. I get it. The song. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, John. That was pretty dang funny, man. Hey, I love you guys, man. But 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 re 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 remember something. I'm gonna let John have the the second to the last word. John, okay. you got anything you you'd like to add? No, I just appreciate Ron and Diana coming on. It's it's been a uh, a pleasure a pleasure to hear your stories and understand. We all have our struggles, and some days are better than others. And, um, you know, sometimes we obviously need our spouses advocating for us, um, which they do. I mean, it goes both ways. It's, you know, any relationship, it's give and take. But our relationships, meaning with our spouses, uh, you know, us being the veterans. Um, and, even, and, with, uh, even with friends, bro. Yeah, absolutely. No, just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It's been a pleasure. I just want to be known that I rolled my eyes when you said give or take. I just want you to know that because Diana said, no, they're going, there ain't no damn give and take. I'm just telling you, Diana's over there going, it's always the give. And he's always taking. I know. I know. Y'all have a great night. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you. Bye, Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at go